Aga. What's it going, people? This is Curly Castro here. Just reminding y'all that my album Tosh is still available. You can find it at a number of places, mainly backwithstudios.com, wreckingcrew.bandcamp.com. And if you just see me in the street, you know, holla at the kid. Alright? Thank y'all for all y'all support. One. Welcome to Call Out Culture with your hosts, Alaska, Curly Castro, and Zilla Rocco. This week's topic a grab bag of items, all sorts of hip hop pippery, and topics. I got the idea of this concept this week from the homie L Maddock on Twitter. And, and I think it was him who said something like, has anybody ever done a song or a beat or an album or something and you heard it a million times and then immediately later on we're like, I hate this. It was In actually that dude, um, like Balbiz or something like that. Oh, oh ba- Balibs. Ba- yeah. Oh, him. Shouts to him then. Shouts to him. Yeah, he, it was that dude. Shout out to he's on me, man. Yeah, I totally screwed it up then. Well, shouts to Elmatic anyway. Um, yeah, Elmatic got in the conversation on it, so. He did. Okay. So you, my good friend, you were like, yeah, the whole Sweep the Leg Hanger 18 album put me in that Which space. Which breaks my heart. I just want everybody to know this breaks my heart. It will forever change the record for me. Um, if anybody doesn't know, I'm a big um, colored man who's a big fan of Hanger 18, Alaska's former group. Yeah. Um yeah, it was it was a weird situation. So we we had dropped our first record called the Multi Platinum Debut Album and that was like nope. a weird it was nope. it was like a real fresh record cuz it was like the three of us we locked ourselves in a studio and just recorded that over like a year long period. So it was like a real us against the world mentality making that record. Right. The the next record was recorded over like a four year period, Oof. in between mm. tours, um, in between like you know Paul having a family and see this is us. Mm-hmm. This is us. <laughs> this is us. This Take, is us. Taking it from like the studio where we're all together to where we're all like working individually, um, and at some point, being on the road so much, you start sort of like crowdsourcing material almost to the point where you're like, all right, we went on a tour with Zion I and the Grouch. So we need to make a song that fits that audience. Like, you know, you start seeing what the what the audiences that you're playing to are getting into. We went on a tour with Jim Class Hero, so we're like, oh, we need a cool song that that oh, audience will get into. Featuring them, but just doing their styles, just taking a yeah, little bit of their even, style. Not even their record. style, like trying to do it in our style. But it's like, okay. all right, like here's a song. It's like, you know, it's like, oh, here's like us trying to be like making a sexy song for girls. Or here's <laughs> like, and, and believe me, we did. That shit is, is really bad. You know, that that's what I always wanted from Hangar 18. You know, the first time I was like, this album's cool, but there's not enough sexy songs for girls. Yeah, but not the thing is, we, we had a version of that album done like three years before it came out. Ooh, and okay. I feel like if we held on to that version and pushed for that, it would have been a better version. But, you know, you sort of like hold on. You're waiting for things to get out and you start recording all right. the material. You start doing other things. You're did, like, the oh, first, um, did the first version 
make more of a nod to the sweep the leg um, aesthetic. No, we didn't even have that that title. It was just better songs. Oh, okay. You know, it was songs like it was songs like um, that ended up being like B sides on singles, like Who Said It Best. Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you ever heard that song, Um, The Beat. Um, I think I might already have one. Yeah, there was like four or five other songs that didn't make the record. But anyway, Mm -hmm. it was like this whole process of of having a really good record and overthinking it to the point where it's like, Mm -hmm. all right, we got all these different songs, all these different audiences, all this different Mm -hmm. stuff. And we're like, you know, we've been touring. So now it's, it's ready to hit. And we're finished. We day we finished mastering it. We were with uh, Fred Ones, um, who was like the producer, one of the producers of Sonic Sum, and he he mm-hmm. mixed the record. And we were up in well, his is, studio. Wait, wait, isn't isn't he um isn't he Rob's homie? Yeah, yeah. yeah Rob was Sum. Rob was Sonic Sum. Yeah, yeah, Sonic Sum. Yeah, well, yeah we, we, we we met him at that that uh, the old Prague show. Yeah, he was. He's definitely probably there for that. The one we did with Rob? Okay, nice. Yeah, nice. I yeah. think it's home. Yeah, Fred, yeah. Ones, Fred Ones is, he's he's the fucking shit. He's dope as hell, yeah. They do, uh, they have a radio show on Tuesday night called Gorilla Grooves Radio. Uh, shout out oh, to nice. Gorilla Grooves. Up in, uh, they do it up in his studio in the Bronx, and it's like, you know, it's it's basically a podcast, but it's like, he spins, they have guests come in and freestyle. It's almost like they try to recapture that Bob Beto vibe. Nice. It's dope. Like I, I did it uh, maybe like a year and a half ago, and mm. um, you know I ran into like all the stronghold dudes who were up in there just hanging out. I was like, oh, fresh. You know, I haven't seen any of these dudes in ages. But mm. anyway, back to the story. Um, so we're sitting there. You know, we just puffed the blind. It's like two in the morning, maybe three in the morning. We're listening to this record. The first three songs. I'm like, oh, this shit's dope. This shit's dope. And then it just went downhill. I was like, ooh, ooh. Why, you know, why like did it go downhill after, to you, though? Because it was all those songs, like all the songs that weren't necessarily us or our voice. Mm. You know, there were the songs that we we compromised ourselves thinking like mm. this is what we needed to do. Mm. And there was like a whole bunch of them. There was like five or six of them in a row. And I was just like, oh, God damn. And then, you know, it picks up again at the end. But it's like it's like two real nice pieces of sourdough bread and then a bag of <laughs> shit in the middle for the sandwich. Mm. <laughs> and it was like you know the label just spent all the money to master it and mix it we spent all this time we had a release date we had deadlines and it was like shit we the liver work and, album yeah and then but I'm I'm sitting there and Fred and Wind are feeling it so I'm like fuck oh so you're like, saying this inside your head you're saying this to yourself a little yeah bit. I'm saying this to myself and okay. I'm just like alright maybe I'm just high you know, because I just bust the blind, and <laughs> I'm just like, right. maybe I'm just high, and you know, whenever I get high, I get paranoid, and I get like self doubt. So, but you know, I ended up being right, like to myself. Like I, I, I don't like that record at all. And then the reaction was the same. I mean, the reaction to that record, for the most part, was like, meh. You know, I mean, it sold a fraction of the numbers that the sweet uh, that the multi platinum debut album sold. The reviews were all just like, it's not terrible. But it's not good. Uh, you know, middling. it's just like, and and it pissed me off at the time. But I, like looking back, I'm like, yeah, they were right. Damn. So I, I think, you know, did you guys ever have an experience with that? Like where you recorded uh-huh. something and like after it was done, like the whole time you're recording it, working on it, you're like, this shit is dope. And then when you just sit with the final version, you're like, fuck. Fuck. I, I literally, I literally just had this experience this week. Castro knows, so he was kind of jutting in while you were talking, saying we we know something about this. Um, my old group before I became a full-fledged solo artist, 
was called Clean Guns. And it was a rap duo, and we used to have a label called Beat Garden here in Philly, and that's where me and Castro linked up. And we did a, we did an album together. It was me and my old partners, dude named Nico the Beast, and me and him grew up together from like little kids. And we did a first album together, then we did a mixtape, then we did his solo album, then we did my solo album. And at the same time, we're like doing shows in Philly and running around. And then we had like the super conglomerate crew called Rat Pack with these other dudes. And then everybody got like super hungry for a deal with major labels. So we were we had a chance to sign with Universal um, as Clean Guns. And we were going to be doing shit with Bad Boy and Puffy potentially with, with that dude Ness from making the band. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he was he was about to finally come out after like six years of being on making the band like back burner, whatever. And uh, so we were about to get a deal because this was like the beginning, this is like the very very beginning of like the blog boom of rap, and we were on blogs, not like heavy, but we had a homie that was running a blog and happened to get a meeting with Bad Boy, and uh, and then he was he was like going to parlay that into his own boutique label underneath bad boy or or universal i don't know but anyway so that was in our ear like oh shit we're about to blow up and then we were rolling with these other dudes these dudes in the rap pack where like one of them was like trying to get a deal with like cbs records because somebody's dad worked there i don't know so we were just like two east coast rugged rapping dudes and then we started making this album and i totally forgot the making of at least 60% of this album until this past week when I was going through my hard drive, like literally I was going through my hard drive and found it. And I was like, what is this? And I opened up and it was all these songs. And I'm like, I don't know any of these titles. I don't remember any of these joints. And so I bounced them all out and I hit up Castro and small pro being like, yo, you want to hear this joint? This is so bizarre to me. And listening to them and Castro heard them and Castro was around. Castro was actually on one of the songs. It was the first time yeah. we even recorded together. Because he came in with this crew like on the, on the tail end. And then me and him linked up because it was like a whole like messy falling out. But we were doing this record. And there's like maybe like four or five joints that are like in the vein Most of what of the we were doing before. Produced, okay. produced by Natural. This one yeah, producer pulled natural, out. Not, yeah, this, this, one, this one dude named Natural had like these banging like Just Blaze type of beats. This is like 2009 when Just Blaze, you know, is like the king. And then, um, and then Fel Sweetenberg. Who's he's still active now? He's from Camden. Yeah. Um. He he had a couple beats on there that were that were crazy. But then the rest is like flotsam jetsam of like random ideas, weird voices, terrible hooks, like a couple trying to cross over songs, and then like. So I'm playing them back, and I send them to Castro. I'm like, yo, I really don't. I don't even remember writing this or recording this at all. I have no memory, and I don't do drugs. So I was like, what? so I asked him how. And he said they were working on so many things at once. He never really differentiated until he looked at the folder recently. He said, oh, oh, this no. is for the record. They were doing so many different songs for so many different platforms going in. So yeah, many so different we were directions. like, we were doing like our group album to blow up on Universal Records, and then the recession hit. So then the deal was off the table. Um, but then they were like, well, if you guys still want to still want the deal, you fund everything. Like you pay for legal, you clear all the samples. You pay to get it mixed and mastered, and we'll just like put it out on CD and across Best Buys. And That's amazing. We'll do the distribution, but you yeah, do they the were bulk like, of everything. Right, you do everything, but we'll just have it on the shelf, like in Kansas at a Best Buy. And can I say? Um, can I say? Can I make a little point? If somebody up? says they're doing distribution, 
how can we really check? How many people do I have to call in Denver to say, do you see my CD out there? Or yeah, like, there's I, I don't even know. I don't even know. So, <laughs> what, so when, when <laughs> I went back, I was like, I know. So as I was playing it, like since over the weekend into this week, I was like trying to listen to like, is there anything salvageable from these 18 songs? And the answer is no. There's no. nothing salvageable from like Castro heard it. I heard it. And I'm just like, me as a rapper, horrendous. Um, the beats, some beats are dope. Like there's some beats in there. I made that, that, that I, I repurposed and used later on for other things. A couple I didn't. But even I was like trying to listen to hard, like nah, maybe I missed something. There's probably like an eight bar sequence I could re reuse, like because I'm I'm like you know like the Indian with the buffalo. Like I want to use every single part of whatever I can find. I want <laughs> yeah. I don't want to just waste shit. You know what I mean? So uh, I was like, yo, there's nothing there, and so it's the same. It's it's very different on a much 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 smaller scale than Hangar 18. But it's the same thing of like our first album. We were in a studio together all the time. Everything was written together. Like we were together, and the second one, it's like we were just doing shows in Philly. We were in totally different spaces. There was like three or four different studios. People were on different schedules. And what I gathered from why I don't remember this was a lot of these songs, like I just walked in. They were like, okay, yeah, here, here's the verse and the hook. Here's the concept. You just tack a verse on. I'd be like, oh, okay. Or I would do the same thing. Okay, here's all the concept. Here's the verse and hook. I got two verses. You just throw a verse on this one. So it was like a factory just going. and my contributions were the worst ever where at the same time I was making another record um, called the slow twilight, which celebrates its 10th anniversary as five o'clock shadow boxers, which is like the breakthrough moment for me artistically from that time. So this, this other shit, and got trust, the worst. Me, trust me, Alaska. If you heard the shadow boxer material and you heard this stuff that he was doing on this clean, clean gun second record, <laughs> you were like, yo, this guy, all I was saying, seriously, is, it's he bad. had a tendency to fall back on mentioning many fruit juices and iced teas when he wanted to call MC Sweet. There was just too many. No, for me no, to, yeah, uh, I, I heard a lot of you saying. I know. I, I, I referenced iced tea and ice cube. I think that's where you're getting it all fucked up. Oh yeah, I was gonna. I heard it today. Trust me, I was, I was gonna like, write it down. But then there was another song where you said something about sweet tea or something, and I said that's two, and I think I pulled another one out, and I was like, that's too right. many. I, I do <laughs> say, I do say, I do say, line of. How, um, how you, how can you wear North Face but be on the South dick? <laughs> That's terrible. That's terrible. That's no. Terrible. He literally said that might be the worst product placement. No, in no, the no. Of no, no, no. Excuse me, excuse me. He said, he said, how can you suck the South dick while wearing a North Face? That's that's the reference. Amazing. Oh, oh, oh wait, man. I got one though. I got one. Okay. So I said. Two of my bars on this project was, um, <laughs> wait, 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 you gotta preface it. The song was called, this is our first collabo ever. Okay. Yeah. First time we ever first collaborated we ever, did. ever. And the song was called wrong tree. Like wrong you're barking tree. up the wrong tree. Was that in right. the book wow. or that was, that was being said? Yeah. Oh, that was barking up the wrong tree. Yes. That was yeah. Fun. You're barking up the wrong tree. Okay. And I went down the deepest of rabbit holes with the, um, with the metaphor. And so I have some good lines in there. I have some good lines. I have my roots go down past um, uh, past Pentagon's level. Pickle purgatory, and that's the end of the story. That's good. But then I end it off with this, Alaska. <laughs> okay. Uh, I say, uh, wait, I found it. I found it. I got it. 
I know those, those that bore me with their drill bit. Cross sections, see my inner circles are serious. Yeah, I wrote that down. I recorded that. Yeah, but like you sell it really well. Yeah, but I want you to look at my inner circles. I have, I have circles like trees. And, and don't bore me with your drill bit. That's the last thing I want you to I don't, do. I don't understand that. I don't understand that at all. So don't bore me. Like bore a hole? Like bo- yeah. Yeah, so you're boring me with your talk, wow, but don't that, bore me bad. with your drill bit. With the you, tree. You're making fun was, of my North Face station. line. That, that is like yeah, the nerdiest shit of all time. That's the, that's wow. Trump's don't first bore me story. with your drill bit. Yeah, Dude, I mean, you just about getting That's it. like some home. Ten years later. Wow. <laughs> well, at the time, I didn't know you yet, so I, I probably want to be like, yo, what the fuck are you talking about? Because uh, ten years later, I still don't understand. The other part is okay. Like, you know, my inner circles are serious. That's kind of okay. But bore me with the drill bit is bad. Right. Pretty bad. Sorry. Continue. Right. So that that's pretty bad. So all right. So that's my okay. story. That's that's my contribution. Curly Castro, your t- opportunity to speak on a song, a beat, a rhyme, whatever mm-hmm. that you you look back on with, within moments. Okay. Behind, that was that was terrible. Okay. Mine mine is a little different than y'all. Um, some of my early materials is awful, so I just know that. So I'm not going back there. So I have two contributions to this topic. The first one is this song I made on my first album, my first like decent album, Fidel. It's called Cold. And I hate the song because of who's on it and he doesn't wow. deserve that look anymore. Wow. I can't listen to it really because it's a really good song. Um It is. The 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 design of the song was created by the way he took long to finish his stuff. And That's then I true. broke the song up, which ended up working well. But like I'll listen to the song I'm like, you don't deserve this look. Like that's Partly it's my lane, and I don't mm. like the motherfucker anymore. You know, I have to say his right. name, but it's also my lane, so I let him have a glimpse of my lane. You know what I'm saying? So now I don't like that song anymore at all. And he kind of poisoned the song for me. But mm. my second selection is this is going to rock the podcast. It's something me and Zilla created called the Brody EP. Oh. And <laughs> and this is gonna this is good this is good watch this the last one watch we never talked about this but I love right. the record but Zilla he produced the entire EP hates the lyrics and how I handled some songs so now it's hard for me to enjoy it I like it anymore interesting what are you talking about there's one song that I think Zilla didn't like how I um, used how he produced it I, like I left a big part yeah, blank that's it was true. a beat change and he doesn't like that. And I, well, the and I only, uh, all right. Well, the only, the only reason is <laughs> that was as a producer, like to me, top five hottest beats I've ever made in my entire <laughs> life. But I ripped it. I ripped the first part. I understand that. Sorry. I understand that. Okay. But in retrospect, the beat should not have been a concept sequenced type of thing it should have been used in a bigger fashion and i played that i i made all those beats for a beat battle on my 30th birthday sampling the snatch soundtrack so castro had the premise for the ep like years before okay and then i I made the beats and then he didn't do shit for about three years and then i was asked (laughs) by his homie dj ambush to be in a beat battle which i'd never done in my life and it was like the weekend of my 30th birthday. So I took off from my job on my actual birthday and sat there and made six or seven beats from scratch my entire day. 
from the Snatch soundtrack. Wait, what is the Snap soundtrack? The, the movie that? Snatch. Snatch. The, the movie, movie Snatch. Snatch. Oh, Snatch. I thought you said Snap. Oh, no. no the movie Snatch. So, and it has so like the Brody EP. Soundtrack. Yeah, the, the soundtrack's yeah, crazy. Yeah, soundtrack's yeah. great. Guy Ritchie fucking rocks the soundtrack. All them soundtracks yeah. from him. Lock Stock's amazing. Snatch is great. That King Arthur one is dope as hell. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, swept yeah, wow. away. Swept away with yeah, the Love that one. It's <laughs> got, going, it's got Flavor it of the Year remix on there. It's crazy. Um, keep it going. <laughs> so anyway, so Brody EP, it's available right now on wreckingcrew.bandcamp.com. You can peep it. It's actually conceptually dope as shit. But the one yep. beat on there, I sampled um, Massive Attack from the soundtrack. And when I played that particular joint at the at the um, at the beat battle, people went fucking crazy. And I was going crazy. I'm like, this is so I finished. But I'll tell third. you, I'll tell you this now. I'll tell you this now, and I never tell you when I wrote it. So I only wrote to the first half of it because you're right. I went conceptual, and then when you you let kind of the original beat play more at that speed, we had sped it up yeah. and slowed it down, and that's why I didn't want to touch it. I think we should do a part two. We should do a part two for Griff Company. That will make me happy. Part two of that song. We can just or flex that, uh, on it. Yeah, we can just flex on it. You still got the beat, right? Yeah, of course. That joint's crazy. So pull up the second part of the beat that I didn't rap on. We'll stretch okay. it out and we rap on it. I, there we go. I, I, th- I, think, I think my issue was just that I just felt like, I just didn't feel like the beat was maximized. However, in the context of the project, it did what it was supposed to do. You see All what I'm right. saying? But, but if I wasn't in a beat battle, I wouldn't have had like that emotional context. Attachment to this song. Yeah, you know what so I mean? You, like, so, 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 so that beat in particular, you heard a certain way because of the bebop reaction. Right. And I didn't use the boombastic part when I wrote the song to it. Correct. Because you, you just made it like part of a story. Right. I, wrote, I wrote it fast. Like I started writing. I write downhill mostly. But that one, you know, the concept was stuck on me for a couple of years. And then when he did all this stuff for the bebop, I said, yo, give me all of them. And I just started penning them out. Bang, bang. If you remember, I'm penning them out a couple of weeks. Yes. Bang, 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 bang. And so it was like, he's like, well, all right, let's go. And it, we was recording at his house. Yeah, house. And, and the best part was, because, like, the original concept predated the newer beats I made. Mm-hmm. So me making this beat battle, I read, I, I made a whole new batch of shit from the Snatch soundtrack, specifically. Yeah. And it's a cool fucking and you project, ended up, man. You, you ended up using those original wave of beats, too. People, yes. people snatch those up and put those out, yes. too. So it, it, was, it was a good creative um burst. It all worked out. Yeah, But man. go check that, it's go check that record out, folks. Yeah, yeah if you fuck with uh, Fidel, if you fuck with Tosh, you fuck with, you know. If you like a good Curly Castro story, I got um Daisy Swallow the Diamond, inspired by Daylight Soul. Yeah, that shit's hot. It's we a slept on project. On it's a slept yeah. on project, but Castles it's, it's, on there. it holds up. Castles on there. Oh, and that's more advertisement. We also made an addendum to that project. You get the instrumentals and there's some more remixes and a new song. There's one new song, yeah. in it, right? There's a remix with new, I, new I, can't, I, I can't recall. I can't. Here it is Zilla Rocker, one third of the Call Out Culture podcast, member of Wrecking Crew, Career Crooks, and all that. Check it. I got a couple things I want you to go check out right now. My new album, 96 Mentality, available on CD and tape and digi, plus t shirts, dad hats, trucker hats, baby sneakers, and all that. People at $3pistol.com. You could also check my last couple projects, Hard Boiled EP. And future former rapper album via POW recordings, all available at $3pistol.com. Go check them. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your support, guys. Peace. Um, so speaking of Castle, he's somebody, I would say, moving to our next segment of the show, which is highly structured these days. 
he is a rapper that, and the, and the second word we want to just hit on is like rappers we wish stuck around longer. That like shine so fucking hard, and you're like you you they left you wanting more. So Castle, yeah. who's on Brody, and he's on he's on a bunch of our projects. Um, yes, he is. Castle's and, uh, dope. He's super dope, and he's from North Carolina. He did a couple of records with Mellow Music Group. Um, I'm I mix I mixed his remix album Return to Gas Face. Um, we've put him on a bunch of shit over the years. He's on the new Sean Price album with Small yep. Professor. Him and the Lucid are on the song uh, Midnight Rounds. Is that what that's called? Yes, it's called. Yes, I, I believe that's what it's called. Oh, yeah, Castle. Yeah, he's the perfect example. So Castle's a fucking rapper producer from well, I forget what part of South he's from, but he's a dude North that. North Carolina, North yes, Carolina. and he did an album called Gas Face for maybe like six, seven years ago, which is crazy dope. And then he did a bunch of like ill it. band camp projects, like Ditch Effort. Um, here's the thing, Castle's fucking amazing. And if you if you bought the new Sean Price album, Eighty Six Witness, you'll hear him with a with a lucid. No right, teach him right. Play close to sun, find what heat is like. Fangs on the wolves, looking eager, right? Wolves wanna see what you feel like. Guards on the mic, keep the procedures tight. Plague on your life, we out to reach your life. Hush, little nigga, you don't need to fight. Midnight, rather squirt you to the light. He did a wave with his knights. Rode him off the shark food. Deep beneath the waves, prune fingers grip the harpoon. Bring his doom fashion. And he's on the um he's on the small small pro Guilty Simpson album on the run. A highway yep. robbery. Yep. Uh, I did a remix of remixed. one of his songs. Gorilla Grod, that's on our sound. Gorilla Grod, that's yeah, we crazy. got a lot of cats. We got a lot yeah. of cats. Check my so Instagram, Ca- Gorilla Grod is on there. Ooh. So yeah. Castle's a type, like he's a perfect example of like a dude that can rap fucking forever, can make crazy ass beats, but like his discography for the last seven, eight years is like shorter Real than you'd thin. want from someone mm-hmm. you want to hear more of. So I'm gonna throw it to Alaska then. Who is a dude but hold on. or girl? Silver lining. Wait, what? wait, wait, silver lining on Castle. Is he's on a new track on a new album I'm dropping this year, so look out for that. I was oh, able to find shit. the guy. I forgot. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Bomb. Never mind. <laughs> so he, he's featured on something, so I'm keeping the, keeping hope alive. We got Castle up here. Yes, sir. So, I mean, for me, there's you know, I think I think we all probably have hundreds of these dudes that yes. were like, shit. I wish that that dude did more music. And in the end, I'm thinking it's probably good that they didn't. Yes. But, you know, because there's always like that idea of like, you know, you want more and more music for somebody. And then when you actually get more and more music, you're like, ah, I would have been good with just that thing. Careful what you wish for. Yeah. Mm. So there's like the top three for me are Saya from Yishwan Sire. Ah, okay. Because to me, he was one of the dopest. He dropped like, he dropped the Yishwan Sire visuals record and then he dropped a single on Fondalum. Um, mm. called Pyrite, and I forgot what the other single was called, but it was basically like two dope songs. Time won't stop even if I ask nicely, so nightly I write the sweet nothing that's seducing everybody and the hell of fit. Producing adequate battle shit that'll get me amped for like a week, and then it's just another freak. Seek your next while leaking text, dressed in technique to the dance like it's substance. But what substance? The shit that leaves you in the bug trance. Chief Babylonian, steadily dabbing, readily dabbing, peddling, paddling, traveling, dabbing, dabbing. And um, then he decided just to leave rap music. He went on mm. to, you know, 
continue his studies, and now he's like a professor at Dartmouth. And he's like that. Love it. So he, he probably made the right decision, but I would have loved to hear more music because I thought he had a real interesting voice. Um, another dude would be Jay Treads. Oh, you know, man. like uh, an indie dude. He has like four songs, maybe. Leo, let, let, all right, I'm, wait, I'm gonna I, pause I it right here. This. I'm gonna pause, I'm gonna pause it. it. Hold on, before you do that, before you do that. So I did a thing with um the homies at GrownUpRap.com. Shouts to Ben at GrownUpRap. A couple months back, just being like, yo, who is the best rapper ever? And I it was inspired by you, Alaska, because you were like, yo, Jay Electronic is the best rapper. Yeah. And we we because and we'll, we'll we'll probably do an episode about him because me and you got a lot to say in Castro too. But the whole oh, premise God. was like. Dudes that aren't fucking Pac, Biggie, Nas, Jay, like fuck all that. Rock him. No, no, no. Fuck all that shit. Who is the best to you? So when people were like submitting, you know, names to me and shit. And that's when I realized I was like, yo, Prodigy to me is the best ever. Um, Prem, yeah. Prem Rock, the good homie, my my bourbon general, shrapnel member. Wrecking crew. He was like, he was like, does five verses from Jay Treads count as the greatest be as being the greatest rapper ever? I was like, you have a point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the shit, he's fucking, he, that one song, uh, I think it's called Peace of Mind, where it's like, mm-hmm. the peace mm-hmm. of mind is the shelter of my rhyme, blah, 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 whatever the fuck he says. I hear the crying and screaming, stormy weather's on the horizon, and the thought of more future hardship nearing, forming tears in the eyes of the helpless victims in these global predicaments, catastrophes, I'm sick of it, there has to be some sort of escape yet to be devised, they can be used as a diversion from the dozens of adolescents that were stripped of their innocence and damned when doomed to live in poverty and famine, it's no wonder so many cling to faith and wait for the prophecy of the apocalypse, and not to flip my flow eclipses partially, that tender part of me, that's meant to deal with such and thus in doing so, I'm sheltered, I can remain at a distance from the tyranny, combating lyrically, the cataclysms and other ill circumstances occluded by my music, it's muted, lessening the stress and the degree of it affecting me, my poetry's protecting me, deflecting the bold, so I won't have to bear it, mental hysterectomy. My peace of mind is the shelter of my rhyme. That rhyme is like 95, 95% responsible for me being a rapper. Wow. Right. Could we have stomached the full album, J Tress? I'm talking past the eight. Yeah, why do you have an not, album? Not so many features. Could could I don't I, know? Because I, I think he was so styled out. He probably I could open like Venetian blinds. Produce, he needed to be produced for that style to make it to 12, 15 songs. Yeah, y'all get what I'm saying? Like play yeah, to his no, style. I, I totally agree with you. I like that's why I was saying about you know we probably actually got the right amount from these dudes. Mm, yeah, I, I think Saya is very much the same where it's like he was a one style dude. He sort mm. of like had that like indie New Yorkian vibe to him and he was dope as fuck, but I don't know how how much farther it would have gone, but there's a part of me that really would have liked to see where that would have gone. Um mm. and same thing with Jay Treads. I think Jay Treads, you know, he wasn't dropping style upon style upon style upon style. But he was dropping dope lyrics in a style that was not the conventional style at the time. Yes. And also, a project from him at that time would have been produced the fuck out of. So we would and have it had probably that. Probably would have been produced too. by L. L. Yo, but didn't didn't he change his name though? Didn't he change his James, name? Right? Yeah. I, don't, I remember so reading somewhere that he changed his and name. Drop something under the underneath the other name. But then no, nah, but then but then he was out. He was done anyway. I don't know. 
I just remember he changed his I name. I've never heard that. My understanding is he is a New York City bus driver. Ah. Get out. That's, that's what I think Vast might have told me that, that he's working for the MTA. But shoot. He wouldn't make enough money to record a record. They got, they got a steady yeah. paycheck. He'd make enough money to record a record and put it out if he still wanted to. If he still wanted to, yeah. Not, I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm not assuming it's fine, but that, that's, that's a good enough money to knock something out. Nine, especially in this era, 9 11 songs. I was just talking to Z like, Alaska, 9 11. Yo, eight songs. Eight, Give me eight, eight songs. Seven, eight. I'm Give good. a fuck rap. Seven, eight. Give a fuck rap. Put out the instrumental. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Call it a day. <laughs> Vinyl and shit. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, All right. I mean, shit, put out like three singles a year. If they're dope, I'll be happy. I'm good. Me too. Yeah, and then and then the other one is probably from the West Coast is E-Rule. E-Rule? Yeah, you never heard That's E-Rule? He had that song, Listen Up. That song, That's his name sounds mad familiar, but I can't call he it. He was like a Project Blow dude. That's what I was going to say. Had, yeah, he came through that crew. Yep. He had this song called Listen Up. It was like, listen up, check it. He was about to wreck it. But da, 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 da. And he just fucking styled mm. out for like four minutes. Listen up, check it. He was about to wreck it. No anaphora in my aura verse. I got the works when I freak it. This song unique with swarms are seeking. Diaphoretic in the energetic. Born emotion draws up kinetic. Being combined with the vibe. Not a man to transcribe, though they tried. I jot down an oil in a Stuart Hall. D to rock the whole jam. Jumps through the program. I down a quarter, no man. And I never heard anything else from him. That's the only song I ever heard from him. Damn. And it was just. It was it's still to this day one of my favorite songs. I think he might have rocked over like a Nautilus sample. Oh, that's perfect. And to, you to, can to, never be corny on that. You can never be and corny. And to build on, on your point, to build on your point, Alaska, like sometimes we get, you know, um, it's good that we got what we got from them. Yeah, but we also, got what we like, that's, and, that's, all, that's, and it, that's right. the magic of hip hop. There's some magic in hip hop where that's all you're going to get mm-hmm. from some cat. Yep. And right. then you just got to live with that and move forward. You know what I'm saying? And that's yeah. a great thing. And, and that little that little contribution is gonna help spark so much shit that comes forward. Oh, of course, we could always draw trees from all these motherfuckers. All right, so um, I got um two groups. Those are my picks for like cats. I wanted to um, I wish they would have made more music. My first group is uh, Crass Nuts. So my my, wow. my picks are interesting because it's cats that are still somewhat active, but it was a certain version of these cats in a certain time period. Man, and the I first one was Crass Nuts. Now, what, what I learned about Crass, Crass Knuckles is blue Knuckles. and to rock. Okay. To rock. Yo, me and Small Pro and, um, love yeah, that Yeah, they, they patterned, um, uh, Career Crooks is a little bit, um, DNA. A little bit. Crass yep. Knuckles DNA in it. Okay. Yep. So what ended up happening is, um, story goes, um, guys, they, um, they did a lock-in session. And I was very much a fan of lock-in sessions from just the way my music came up. I used to do a lot of studio sessions, leave, come back, leave, come back take something, work on something. So I never did a time where I lock in session. Four days, we're in the studio. We'll eat shit and sleep, but we're going to knock out a project. And they did that, like, I think in a couple of days or a certain amount of hours. When you realize you really need a hand, you plan, the ran for it, torn it, go, toothbrush, jeans, and tees, for it, Lord, it's a shame, huh? Gorgeous name. I didn't know the song until the chorus came. The pain, a pain, press it. And it was that so much ingenuity, crazy. so many voices, so many characters that you probably couldn't have done another one, but I would have loved for them to work again together and just have like what I, an addendum. I don't think they would have needed to do more than just one more, 
but that would have been nice to close that chapter with another record of theirs. And then my other group is just, my heart just goes out, is uh, The Perceptionist. Mm. I wanted four four records from The Perceptionist in the vein of like Public Enemy, I would have been happy. I still bang the black, um, mm-hmm. what's it called? Black, uh, black Dialogue. Perpetuate their cultural plight. Let me tell you about my niggas nowadays. Nowadays, niggas acting like slaves because it pays many ways. A, they get the pussy. B, they get the car. C, the jewels around their neck, but their demise isn't far-fetched. Step with that Uncle Tom fucking pawn action. And my TV's always off because I see something truly black then. Aw, shit. Got a call from Brother Malcolm. Awaken from the grave. He's asking what the fuck happened. I said these niggas all want homes in the Hamptons. It's a minstrel show, so they do what white man asked them. Throw the money at the screen that other brothers ain't catching. Yes, hell is frozen over rest. And peace, thanks for asking. We'd rather teach each other how to fire chrome than to buy your home. There's power in the land that we own. You need capital to start to win in capitalism. So love their record. I, I even myself, I looked up to Fax One and I did a record with Fax One. Go cop that. Go restoring the build. That's the first uh, time Alaska collaborated with the guy. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, I just really love where they were going, the beats, who they picked, um, the styles on there. It really was a good time in my life for that type of music. It wasn't too heavy-handed with the Didn't political... they recently drop something, though, on Mellow So Music? what happened is, so Fax left the group, and now it's just Acrobatic nah. and Lyft. Yes, you know, Z, this is true. They did drop something. So Acrobatic and Lyft uh, I thought it was a repress, by the way. I thought it was a repress. I thought it was a repress. I'm telling you. So they did, they did a Perceptionist record on Mellow a couple of years back, and then Peyton Locke remixed it. And that's mm. what Mellow dropped last year. I love yeah, Peyton, Peyton Locke, Locke remixed it. So He's all, so nice. He's I'm one of the coolest dudes, too. Gone. Yo, I, yo that, we, I hung with him, bro. That motherfucker is dope as shit, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love that dude. I mean, so, you know, long live the perception. They're still around, but I love their first incarnation. Yeah. Um, a lot. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Well, in fact, was such a part of their both of their DNAs, even, like, their, their solo artist DNA. It, exactly. Exactly. Oh, wait, y'all. I got an honorable mention. Because um, I have notes, but I have an honorable mention. Um, There's a personal friend of mine. And I um I know he still does music, but I have a cat. My name, my main man Verso. He uh, put out a record. I'm on his new uh, album. Yeah, yeah. Oh yes, yeah. So he had some stuff coming out. Like we're not saying these cats. Listen, we're not saying these cats are deceased or even just vanished. But we just wanted them to continue on um paths they used to be on once upon a time. And um Verso did a record, uh, audio visuals, and it was a really good record. And I just wished he followed up you know, sooner and, and within a couple of years than that record. So he has some more stuff coming. Zilla's supposedly on his new record. So let's yeah, keep well, uh, it's, it's me and Stickman from Dead Prez over a Black wow. Milk beat talking about Look police at that. brutality. Nice. Look at that. And son, I, record, yo, I, yo, I wrote my verse for that shit a year ago in traffic for three hours in a snowstorm in my car in my head. It is. That was how I did it. <laughs> And it was the and same Zilla day. literally writes in his head more now. That's all I do. I don't write anything down. Um, He's biggie. It was the same biggie. day that the Eminem biggie. album came out. Revival? Which one? Oh, Revi- and it's the oh, one with Beyonce. Uh, and I played that like on some objective shit. Like, yo, I'm going to play this shit in my car. I'm going to be in a car for three hours. I'm stuck in a snowstorm. Fuck it. And I played that shit. And I was like, yo, this shit is so bad. Like unbelievably horrendous. Were you able to listen to any song on that listen twice? There were, was there to... was one joint on there where like he rhymes over like fucking NWA shit and whatever. I was like, all right, this is fucking live, okay. And then that's it, like literally nothing else. And I was like, man, this guy really is the worst dude of all time. And then I was like, yo, I'm gonna, 
I'm going to take this moment to be inspired to do something creative instead of just hate on this motherfucker. I'm going to play this beat from Verso, Shasta Verso. And uh, Black Milk beat. And I love, I've been loving Black Milk since like 2007, 2008. Black Milk is so dope. I love Black Milk. Um, all right. My, 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 I only got two picks for motherfuckers I wish I got more of. Number one, mm-hmm. G Depp. Oh, yeah. Ah. That's a good Let one. Let me tell you this right now. Let me tell you this right now. Anytime I tweet about motherfucking G Dep, my my responses explode. And G Dep, child of the ghetto. All right, number one. Mind honor, turn us up in. Nobody was looking for him, y'all. Nobody was even looking for him. He couldn't yo, live with it no more, so he gonna serve his time. Son, and I dare somebody to say something. This motherfucker, yo, I I've been wanting to write to him. I always forget. I, I want to write to him. Yeah, he's, he's on Twitter. Me too. I'm gonna do it. Um, this motherfucker. All right. Child of the Ghetto song, fucking incredible. A child of the ghetto, nobody explained it to me. Living the scripture, the picture they painted for me. Ripping and running, they gunning the name for me. Yo, yeah, no, yeah. I guess the niggas told me right exact. Shack, shack, right his back. I might just crack while I'm writing this rap. Even a titan snap, I'm lighting the sack. I tell you how I feel, and that's part of the deal. I'm like, I flip Come on. on a song me and Curly Castro have on Neo Noir sets available. The song is called Vernon Maxwell. I flip a G Dep whole sequence. Paying respects to do hip hop song. Love this motherfucker. Um, stand by. This flow, the Harlem shit, the multi syllable shit, mm-hmm. his delivery. Like this motherfucker was amazing. And even like get this money that the shit with him, Black Robin, Diddy, that joint's crazy. Um, Child of the Ghetto, not a really good album at all. If you revisit it now, because it's like you hear like what, what me and you were saying, Alaska, about like here's the elements of this guy that got him signed, but then here's like the yeah. industry bullshit in the middle. Word. So there's like mm-hmm. three or four joints. You're like, okay, this is him being him, but then here's like Diddy. Here's all the trends of the day. Here's here's ten joints crammed in the middle that have nothing to do with and this you, guy. You can get away with that, but that's where the beauty of arrangement comes in. So if you want to sell that. You know, you have to arrange a record where it benefits that type of mixture. Also, for the most part, production of that era does not stand up. It's so bad, especially in That's New true. York. It's, it's the so worst bad. fucking era of it's production. Early, like, turn, like Y2K East Coast rap is horrific. Yeah, Y2K is isn't that ironic, though? Mainstream, it, except it for was, Little John. Everything but Little John sucks. It's so but bad. Isn't it ironic when stuff was so highly produced then? Like the most expensive machines were it making was, the cleanest, but like, sparkly Outside beat. of the Neptunes, and Timbaland, it was dog shit. Dude, Little John was killing it. Little John had dope. I got a, I got a G Dep story. I got a G Dep story. So when I first started out, I was in a bigger group called Bohemian Fist, and we went out to Howard to do a talent show, and G Dep was one of the judges. This is like oh three, y'all, and um, we're doing our song. And uh, here's the funny thing, and both of y'all could attest to this: we were practicing a song that had a hitch. One of the poets on the song in our group. He had a piece of his poet poem that he kept taking in and out, and it would mess up the timing of the song. And if anybody knows when you, you're rapping, but you have a poet on a song, they have to hit their mark, or the bar after them is going to be all messed up because you, the beat's still going. So we kept practicing and practicing. And, and you notice, when you practice that one section that you focus on, you're trying to get right, you're trying to get right. When you perform it, you're going to fuck up that part. Nine times out of ten, like if you over-practice one part you're trying to fix, you're going to fuck up that part. So we do the song, right? And what happens? 
we fuck up that part. It messes up the timing. The beat goes different in, in the back of people's heads, and some people kind of just stop rhyming and spitting when they're supposed to. And, you know, Castro comes and saves the day, and I do this blistering freestyle over the leftover beat in the acapella. And G-Dep came up to us after the end of the competition and gave us Dap and said, yo, that was dope. And little things like that keep you going as an MC. I love that motherfucker. Little things like Bro, that. Bro, I love that motherfucker, yep. man. G-Dep's my and guy. I, I kept and it rocking, G-Dep. Put the battery in the Number two, back. for me, and, he, and he's active. He, he hasn't slowed down, but I, w- I want someone, i.e. me and Small Pro, to fucking get a hold Producer? of this dude and, and produce him correctly. Oh, no. Is my man, true. Nature. <laughs> nature is one of the reasons I rap today, right now. Hell nature, yes. his mixtape run with Clue and then his features and shit, it all led up to this album for all seasons. I had the mm-hmm. fucking poster on my wall. I saw him fucking rap at Lyris' Lounge tour with like most deaf and master fool and fucking outsiders. He was there. I got his poster, but his solo. Yo, man, for all seasons is like kind of uneven. Like the highs are high and the lows are low, but like he fucked up because he was rolling with track masters and Nas and he replaced core mega and the firm, which mm-hmm. and the firm is basically just a cash cow for fucking Steve stout and track masters and Nas. Yeah. It wasn't like a real crew anymore. As soon as he got, uh, he replaced Cormega. But and Dre, um, and Dre, don't put, don't forget the Dre seasoning bullshit true. on the firm. Sorry for sure. But also, he had a song on the Pete Rock Pete Strumentals album, like the European mm-hmm. version, called "To My Advantage," which is fucking crazy. And this is now like almost a twenty-year-old song. Yeah. Start the finish, I'm hard to hit it. Taking trips out the Martha's Vineyard. Disappear, God forbid it. Turn my phone off, start swimming. Kennedy tried, the sharks bit him. Swallowed him half, the other half still left in the plane. He died fast with incredible pain. Shed rain when it's dry out, never die out. 50 years, sneak holes at the hideout like Britney Spears. Give me stairs at the club and handshakes and VIP. Every nigga need the PYP. Play they part, time fly by. Shots going off in Columbine High. But when I hear that, I still play it. I'm like, this is what this motherfucker could have could be right now. Just a dude doing slick punchline cool queen shit over very capable beats. And as I've gotten older as a rapper and I started not writing shit down anymore, I'm like I'm like I'm like maturing into being nature and I'm okay with that. Because I love that dude. Yeah, and, nature's and, great. I love it. There's no reason so, that nature doesn't have his own iced out medallion. At the very I love him, man. And he stays no active. Like he puts out EPs. He pops up on people's shit. He, he'll be like on like you. you I follow Raekwon on Instagram. Raekwon will be at the mm-hmm. party in the Hamptons, and like nature's there hanging with him drinking. Like Ray just he's just there. He's in the middle of this shit. So get that placement. If he he can get on a, he should be able to get on one on every other Ray album. One that's crazy that we can't stand. He should be able to real, get a feature. Real, real quick, here's my only nature story. I was trying to link up with this dude to produce him. We we found this cat that was cool to him, but he wanted like a finder's fee to give us his fucking name or something. <laughs> and how I was much? like, "Go fuck yourself. Are you serious? Tell you him want how much money? Want how much you, want you want money Tell to him. get his email? Fuck you." So anyway, that that's my only connection to nature. Nature's a dude. I want. More. I just want it. I want like the quintessential canon album that is like. 
featuring and highlighting his strengths only and nothing else. Fuck Nas, fuck Track Masters, fuck all that. Let's give he, this I mean, guy, he still like, hasn't had like his moment. That's all. He, he, had, he had it with like Bam from TV, Nori, and, yeah. and DJ Clue shit. If y'all catch him, I think y'all should flip it and that be like the third career crooks record. It's like featuring Nation. I yeah, would do, do like do like Scarface. I would do that. I would change career crooks in a minute to get nature. Just, I'm just saying that's a good creative lane. I'm telling you that shit. Was yeah, cool. man. I'm with I it. Mean, like, I'm in. Look at yeah. esoteric, esoteric uh, basically built his whole, you know, 2010 plus career doing that yeah. shit. You're right. Yep. Who did Esso link up with before, before um, Inspector Deck, though? Who was he working but, with? But, but, but wait, he was fucking with wait. Deck since... He'd been fucking with Dex since uh, speaking real words. That was like 99, 2000. Yeah, but so then they had the shit with Doom now, right? They got like Zarface right, or whatever yeah. that is. So they got yeah, one with, with Ghost. They got one yeah. with Ghost that just came out. They got one with Ghost. And it's now. a whole record, but I was just right? wondering. Yeah. I was just wondering if, yeah. I was just wondering if Esso did that before he linked up with um, Dex. If he did like a no, Zarface thing so. before that. Okay. That's it. I know. Cool. Yeah, it's, a, it's a good move. If you could pull that in. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Because there's like, there's these artists that we all love. And people of our generation want to hear more of, and if they had the right fucking primer to bring them back, it could happen. All day. Yeah. Now yeah. here's the last thing: the inverse. Who do, we, who do we need less of? <laughs> Where you're like, I'm good. I don't Buckle need more up because this could go for nine hours. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is this is where you shine the hardest, saying controversial ass rap shit. Me out loud, yes, you. Yes. Mine, mine is pretty bland. Mine's pretty Who's bland. Yours? But... All right, so mine, I got three choices, three selections. Wrote it all. I only down. got one, man. Cash wrote those by one. You go you, you last, you clear, you clean up. So, my <laughs> first one is um, the good brother mm, Cage Kennel. All right, wow. so, so let me tell y'all, so Cage. I'm going to be frank with all our listeners and, and my fellow co-hosts here. Um, I used to fucking hate Cage, all right? He was a classic wigger. He used to slip in nigger in his fucking talks. He wouldn't rap it, but he wouldn't rap it. But he would slip it when he would talk. I'd be like, did he say that? And this is around the time when I would always, you know, you get whiplash, especially a person of color like myself, when you hear somebody say that. And I was like, what the fuck? He's disgusting, all these drugs? Fuck him. And like, he's all overweight. Why is just even fucking with him, even on the side note? And then he lost all that weight and, and changed, made this big artistic change and did Hell's Whisper. And I was like, word, what's going on here? And I dived head, head first into this record. And then, so here's my addendum for that. It wasn't just Hell's Whisper. He also created his website where he was dropping these little solo joints and these singles called Pills or whatever, this song called Blood Boy, and like these one-offs and B-sides that had been long gone. I was like, yo. I was totally digging the style in the lane. I was all about it. As though I was getting on his nerves. Then he drops the part from me. And I spend literally a whole year like, trying to convince Zilla that this is a worst good album ever. And worst I, fucking <laughs> album I've ever heard. And I would talk to Zilla about it. I'm like, yo, man, listen to this part. Now, he dropped a single. It was in no, the van of the stuff he was working towards. Half singing, half talking. It was cool. He was really visual. Got with Shia LaBeouf and stuff. And I was trying to convince Zilla, yo, man, this is the lick, this is the lick. And Zilla was a heinous. <laughs> that shit is terrible. Like the part from I me? Know. I haven't nah, listened man. to it since it came out, but I did. No, like you, it. Bo- yo, both you guys got to depart from me. Get the fuck out of my face with this right now. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. And with then all again, this. 
<laughs> he dropped another record. Um, what was that one called? The Architect killed the Architect. Something kill like the that. Architect or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and and then that one has sparing moments, and it's just like, it's. I feel like he burnt bright when he was at his creative peak, like on some Icarus shit, and mm-hmm. I'm just not interested in the residual. My next pick is um, and if anybody else has this, y'all can expound on it afterwards. But I'm just gonna say it. Early Eminem. All right, so I got into Eminem when he dropped his wow, twelve inch call. with Old World Disorder, right? And um, and he was doing uh. What was the joints in the source? Um, the unsigned, unsigned hype. And it, check it. And unsigned hype, he had toothpicks in between his teeth. And it made his mouth weird where you might not have recognized them when you've seen him later. Well, you're talking about Cage. On. Cage had the toothpicks in between his teeth. That was an Eminem. Yeah, that was Cage. That was Cage. And you know what? Thank you. I would mix it up. I thought it was Eminem. So anyway, I remember... Um, did Eminem, Eminem have really like a did hat steal his whole shit from Cage, though. Eminem, Eminem really stole his whole shit. But didn't he have a hat on and unsigned hype? Or was in black and white? So you didn't notice the blonde. So I'm just saying, yeah. like... Um, no, he didn't get blonde until Dre. Dre made him do all that right. shit. So I wasn't with all the dazzle, but he dropped these songs of Old World Disorder on the B-side, and it was so good. So I was like, let me check this guy out. He does um, sound bombing stuff. He does a little raucous. This is crazy. Stuff, and I'm digging it. He drops. I don't know Infinite, and I don't know the Marshall Mathers. I, I just don't, I don't give a fuck. That's the single, yeah. I know the LP and it's the Bass Brothers, the production crew that worked with him. And I was like, this is fly. I love all of this. The white part didn't even affect me. I, I really liked him when, um, just on his art. And then he drops um, Marshall Mathers LP, which I thought was borderline genius. They tapped into everything that worked. Even if you didn't like little parts of it, everything they did on that record really worked. And mm-hmm. then what was the next one, y'all? The Eminem show? The, first one, right? was, the first one was uh, the Slim Shady LP. Second one was yeah. Marshmallow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the third one's Eminem. Yeah, that's, that's the last one that was that's worth it. And that's my, that I was... really dig that one too. But that's where I get off the boat. I couldn't fucking give a damn fuck about whatever's after this. I don't know what machine they were creating. He started producing more and wearing a lot more bandanas. We'll, we'll, we'll do an Eminem show. We'll, we'll do one breaking down this motherfucker. But he's, he's, he, he's my pick. Early M is when he kind of should have stopped. I don't know if he, look, early M should have stopped like Bird said he should have retired in the 88. And we would have loved it from there. Um, <laughs> and my third pick is <clears throat> except Killer Sin, the Killer Army Afterbirth. Everything Oof. that was spawned and spilt on the damn floor with blood and guts from Killer Army. I, wow. No way any of that should exist. Ninth Prince just dropped a record, y'all, last year. He's, he's half Jason and half Freddy Krueger. And they drew that out, and that's the cover. Oh, oh God damn it. Um, my oh. man, PR Terrorist. And I actually like some of his stuff. If y'all look it up, he's dropped about fifteen records last You can get them all like on No, I don't uh, I didn't even want no. the first one. <laughs> Dot net website, he's selling all fifteen though. Oh. I like Killer Sin. But we knew uh, it wasn't going to be. Give me twenty seven Wu Syndicate records. I'll take those. Hell yeah. Thank you. Give me that. My Lansky. And, sh- and shout Go out Marshall. my Lansky, but his voice is all messed up and he, he doesn't even rap the same anymore. Dude, where does Heaven is like a top ten Wu Tang song? Fucking love, amazing. Come on, y'all. They were really good. So, like, all of the stuff that came out the Kill Army was just a waste of time. And I, I love them cats. I really do. I like a lot of their stuff. But I wish they just stopped when they, um, stopped when they were ahead. And those are my picks. Wow. <laughs> it Man. I, I got so many things to say. Not not even about Castro's <laughs> picks, which were amazing, but all just right. this topic. It's bringing up so many emotions. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm, you know, you know me. I got my controversial opinions. Very so controversial. When I used to I'm run Syphil, when, when I used to run Syphil, 
we had this feature called Rest in Peace. And it was where we eulogize artists that we like and we love. And we're just like, <laughs> you know what? Like, I'm done with you. Like, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to consider you dead after this point. Not even dead. Like, you just were, like, flying down south to do a tour and, like, do a show in Brazil. And your plane got lost in the Bermuda Triangle. That's so fine. we don't know what happened to you. But to me, there's, like, there's a definitive cutoff point with artists where I'm like, I'm not checking you anymore. And the one that hurts me the most mm. is the great Ghostini. Wow. Whoa. But actually, I'm on the same wave. I'm good with that, too. There was a run for Ghostface. He's the greatest run ever. Ever. And ever. He's, he's, the, he's best the best rapper to ever rap. Ever. And, and he, he got so high and so perfect that at a certain point, you know, you're bound to come down. Michael Jordan was the greatest ever, and then he went to the Wizards. Yeah. So for yeah, me, yeah, yeah. Ghostface, Ghostface, what was the dude that Jordan hit the three over on the Jazz? Byron Russell. Byron Russell. Byron Russell. Pretty Tony is Ghostface's Byron Russell. Agreed. Everything else is, is Ghostface on the is Michael Jordan on the Wizards. Mm. Got you. You so, still get twenty. So for me. Yeah, he did. Not even, and that's, um, you know, like Fishgale had a couple good Gale. songs. No, nah, I mean, More it had fish. some good okay. songs. Flatterings, smatterings. I, I get y'all smattering. It, it was. Um, so, so I have a thing with artists, and this is why I have these things, these opinions where I'm like, I don't really want to hear an artist once they become a formula. Mm. Right? Once they become so, a what? I'm sorry. A formula. Say that again for me. A formula. So I, ooh, I like watching ooh, an artist progression. I like sure. watching them come in as a raw talent learn the craft, get better and better and better and better, and then hit their fucking high point and ride that high point for a record or as two. As long as possible. But yep, then eventually, that, on the side. that shit becomes a formula and then it becomes tired and that's when I stop paying attention. So for me, that was pretty Tony for Ghostface. Hmm. Do you think that's a byproduct of hip-hop? You mean Fishscale. You mean Fishscale. Fishscale. Fish I'm sorry, Fishscale. Fishscale for, for Ghostface. Fishscale fish was the, me, me and you have said this on Twitter, it's the first ever Paint by Numbers Ghost album. Yeah, and I think the same thing for De La Soul with Stakes is High. It's the first wow. point where I was like, oh, these guys, these guys aren't. Oh, whoa, 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 Slow down. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Slow, look, slow down. Recording. Look, look, for me, here, here's what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's a bad record. I'm saying it's nah, when Fish they stopped good, innovating. De La's good. Yes. You know what I mean? They I, can, I, can, artistic... I can meet you a quarter way, not a halfway. I agree with him, though. To go from it's, Balloon it's Mind very... State to Stakes is High? It's a, it's a drop off. It's a drop off. It, it's a massive drop off. Put it this way. Here's what I'll say about Stakes Aside before I get to my pick. Hold on. No, no, no. Okay. Is that it on Stakes Aside? Um, Stakes Aside oh, yeah, is yeah, the I'm, first, I'm like, it's so, the right, first so you know Daylight what I think album. Oh, so wait. big for me? Wait, I'm just, what? can I just, just I just, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, um, 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 the, the song, Vibration. Song, the video. That's Stakes Aside. Like, I was just, yeah. I, I was mesmerized. I was mesmerized. Oh, it's a I dope was, song, totally but the album right. itself isn't that, that song's great. amazing. It's so easy. The album's amazing. I mean, that song's amazing. It's so easy. It's crazy, Big Brother. When Dove comes into his full-on blown bomb. You know, check yeah. me out now. You know? Uh, so, I, I just wanted to say that. Okay. But it, it's, the, it's the first album without Prince Paul, and it's them settling into, we are rappers making rap songs only. Yeah, we're not weirdo Long Island motherfuckers anymore doing weird, 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 wild shit. It's just like, here is the beat. I will rap. Here is the hook. You rap. The song is over. You know what I mean? And like, you know, if if another act, but it's had expertly done. Is high. 
I probably would have loved it. But the, I said if another act dropped stakes as high, I would have loved it. But because De La Soul dropped stakes as high, I couldn't. Like it just it just wasn't what I wanted from De La Soul. Mm-hmm. And and that that's an unfair thing to put on an artist. But as a fan, mm-hmm. that's what I'm looking for. Like I I'll go to a certain restaurant to get a certain meal. Well, uh, let yeah. me ask you a parallel. Maybe yeah. it's old topic, but did y'all feel the same way when Outcast left Dungeon Family started producing for themselves? No. No. It, it's you still care, okay? Because okay. that motherfucker still did, like Andre did fake print shit, then like Big Boy was doing like 808 shit, like them dudes. But but Big Big Boy's a super nerd, but he keeps it hood. Whereas yeah. Andre Andre just goes down into like being a musician. While also yeah, being so, a I mean, it works. I would just, but that that's the one parallel I see when you leave your main producer and go off on your own is yep. like Dayla and um and Outcast. And, and yeah. Paul. Okay. All right, here we go. I got two names now. I just thought of one. One one was wait. Alaska, was that all your? I mean, I can go on all day. So yeah, so that that's fine by me. I mean, those are the two biggest ones to me. Where it's like okay. these were the artists that were my heart, and they were the ones that were like I looked at as, as like the creative zenith. Mm-hmm. So th- those are the mm-hmm. ones where I'm like, oh man, that hurts. The the rest are just can like can... you know, it's just fucking everybody. Everybody falls off. Our listeners out there, I always have a theory as an artist that um, when people, when artists say, I don't know where that comes from, or when they mention God helped them write it, I feel like however you want to translate that, we have a reach to something like an ether. We can reach and get things. Sometimes we do yeah. it when we freestyle, and there's mm-hmm. a point where Ghost, when he reached and he hit a wall, he can't reach it anymore. So he can still rap. Yeah, he can just rap. He's always going to be a rapper. Yeah, exactly. It's never going to be that flavorful, colorful, um, out, out world. We're never going to get one. We're never going to get Saturday yeah, Night. We're never going to get. But Chicago. he's still yeah. better than seventy-five percent of rappers. Yes, yeah, it's contend that. But I don't want to hear him regular rap. I no, don't want to hear he, him clock, you... clock in. What what hard hat rap? He clocks in. He you know what? You know what? Ghost is. Real, real quick, I'm, I'm gonna wrap this up. Ghost was fucking Barry Bonds in like '01. Where it's like, yo, this motherfucker can hit a home run whenever he feels like it, or he can walk 240 times. Like, he has it mastered yeah. the, the game. His whim. But then At whim. Ghost, At whim. Yeah. Right. And that's it. Like, he completely mastered it. So it's like, what do you do after that shit? I don't know. Like, Barry Bonds retired. You know what I mean? Like, he Nobody has gone. ever come close to what Ghostface has done, ever. So the closest ever. is Andre no. 3000 to me. Right. But he only have that he had no fucking solo but, album. And he has no solo album. Right. Yeah, exactly. Here we go. Ready? Here's my, yeah. my, I got two guys. Number one, Red Man. Red Man. Mm, he's on my I list too. I don't need too. any more Red Man fucking raps ever again. I'm good. Nope. And I love that motherfucker so much. Even if he makes one more good album. No, he can't. He can't, bro. He can't. Listen. Somebody listen. produces it for him. Nah, and bro. And he just rap. Listen. If he get, if, I love. I love this motherfucker. Probably on If stage, we get nine, all timer. Get ten, ten, ten. All right, we get twelve. Red man rap. Some producer can't carve that into something. No, because the problem okay. is the raps themselves. The raps themselves are corny as fuck. The thing that's gonna happen is when these motherfuckers start realizing their mortality. So it's this, it's gonna be the same thing like the way like country artists or rock artists have that late, like that very late in life fucking creative. Burst. They always have it. Yep, they have it. I like think Johnny Cash. And we're, and we're not there with that. We're not even close to that. 
I was gonna say, is this a product of hip hop? Is this a byproduct just of hip hop where you can age out, not in the best way? No, nah, well, here's, here's the thing deep. about Redman. Right. Redman is yeah, a punchline yeah. rapper, and these motherfuckers don't age well at all. No, they don't. What if you stay more current and watch more news? That's what but comedians he do. That's how they he, age. He references seventy right? shit and ninety shit, and I'm like, bro, no. If they if punchline rappers treated it like comedy and studied it, you could get older with the genre. I feel like they don't. Because they never stay current. Mad Skills makes that year in rap every year. Yeah, it still works. Redman so, ain't even doing that. No, but Redman would be able to to stretch his career late if he was to get more into storytelling. Because he's a real good storyteller. He's not right, but he doesn't do it enough. He, he doesn't do it. But he, he did all he's the a fucking, fantastic um, storyteller. Lover, the Superman yep. Lover joints, How to Roll Blunt, Eleven Stories, or take mm-hmm. R. Kelly's idea, Red Man in the Closet, do yeah, something like you that. Do that, yo. Red, yo, Redman, yo, yo, I haven't, I haven't enjoyed Redman albums since Muddy Waters. I didn't fuck with Doctor Name. You know how I feel about Muddy Waters. You know how I feel about it. How do you feel about Muddy fuck Waters? I you're out of know. pocket. You're completely out of line. It's fucking awful. It's an awful. You're out of your oh, fucking I'm with you on that. I'm 100 with you on that. Yeah. What's yeah. wrong with you, man? Yeah. Dude, honestly, I don't like any Redman album other than what the album. Wow. Why is that? Why is that, Lazarus? I know why. Because he's fucking words. dope on that, and he's not as dope on that word. on any other record. Well, no, I know the reason is one word is Sermon, and the other word is Eric. The more Eric Sermon, the worse the record. And that's what Muddy Waters is, and I told you that, Z. Wow. Can't stand but you know what? I actually like Doc's The Name. Doc's The Name is weird as shit. I don't fuck with that. Dude, yeah. he has that one terrible. beat over that, like, fucking, um... The, 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 the it's like the Massive crazy. Attack style beat, where he rhymes over yeah, that jungle shit. Joint. Oh no, that's a that's a Ronnie Size joint at the end. That joint, Ronnie Size, that shit is dope. No, no, there's a last the last songs are Ronnie Size. That joint's crazy. He spazzes on that shit. That's. Hey yo, feel what I feel, see what I see, son. Break your neck, secretly blown, Tyler style, die, trace the sketch. According to verbal recording, hot bricks underground, detox, fuck up all props. Yo, beautiful, cut the cabbage and sell it as pharmaceuticals. I react to bad as juvenile, bite off his cuticles. I'm stoned to the bone, flip poems that roam further. I serve the murder, then beef it the hamburger. A thug bot, bop it, 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 I'm only kidding. Never got that well, that's hard to spit. Fans call me mixtape arsonist, marvelous in the hood. Every day, want to start checking astrologist. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Bitch, I bust a nut all over that gut. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Souffle, you lay you, then I'm hitting that clutch. You know, Papi Chulo with the fuck the grammar. So much Spanish ass niggas think I own Coco Banner. Shot up Santa, got more tools than Hannah Barbera. Check it. The clues I left was hard. It's the one where he's like, I'm only kidding. And then rhymes the same Yo, that joint is crazy. That joint. I used to play that joint We mentioned five ideas. We could kind of get away with it. Put it on dope records and put a hundred out and never come back. No. All right. Well, here's my other choice. Ready? Ready? All right. Earl sweatshirt. Earl sweatshirt. I'm good, bro. Oh yeah, now nah, same good. Fuck you, bro. He get the fuck out of my face. He hasn't even the surface, y'all. Son. All right. Here we go. Ready? You ready for this? Okay. This motherfucker dropped ten years ago, right? But uh, everybody's you, on his you, dick. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Right. these are my choices. Right. Hold on. Yeah, this motherfucker okay, dropped 10 years ago when he was a fucking prodigy at 16 years old or some shit. The whole I Future wave, the fucking blogs, them being on fucking Fallon, whatever. That shit was a moment. I'll give him that. That shit was ill. His shit, motherfucker. A uh, hip hop moment we're never going to forget. That's etched in, right? Oh, for That's sure. On the time. He had okay, it. He had, the moment. Wanna... he had the moment, right? 
And him and him and Tyler going back and forth. This shit was crazy. His video, he's fucking puking in his sink and all that shit was ill. That shit was dope, right? And this motherfucker studying Doom and Method Man always like that was great. Okay. Earl then this mother Earl Wolf then, never came. Out. Whatever, whatever, man. Then this motherfucker gets sent on a school, which was smart by his mother for him as a human being. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then right. these motherfuckers blow up. Then he becomes a mythical figure yep. because yep. he's unavailable. So in the a era and of a t-shirt. everybody yeah. is seen all the time and everybody is always available, this motherfucker is ghosting. Literally. He was he was MF Dooman a whole generation. These motherfuckers don't know who Doom is a whole generation. Mm-hmm. He's, he's MF Dooman, these motherfuckers. You don't, you don't get to see me. See you later. And they're keeping right? him alive with the with with Odd Future getting um, more exciting as the years yeah, go by and he's going. Right? So they had Damo Genesis dropping, left brain dropping, fucking Sid, <laughs> Frank Ocean, always Muff Tyler, right? And when this motherfucker comes back out with this Doris shit, Doris, if you rearrange it, it's fucking cool. Doris got some crazy Doris dumb shit on there. They got the Riz really on there. Really good songs shit. on there. Got the Riz like, beat on got there. Some got joint. the Molasses. Molasses got, is crazy. And Vince Staples. Vince Staples is a meteorite. Yeah, Vince Staples all over that. He's like Capadonna on that bitch. He's just rhyming all, all over the place. What, what was the song with him and Vince Staples that they dropped a single for? Um, uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, he, had the worst, uh, he has the worst song of all time. With the video, it was banging. Um, it yeah, was, it wasn't it's the one where they had the line called... where they're like, 88 Ruthless. Yeah, hold on. Let me look it up real oh, quick. What the fuck was that song called? That song bangs. Anyway, Doris is fucking cool. Doris has got joints. It's just like arranged very bizarrely, but this shit is hot. So then this motherfucker. Oh, like, joint called hot called Hive. Hive, got, um, yeah, Hive. That's the they shit. They got Kathy, um, Kathy Veggies on there too. Casey Veggies. Yeah, Casey. Yeah. I said Kathy. What yeah. is it? Casey. 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 Casey Veggies. Casey Veggies. Anyway. Casey anyway, so then this motherfucker is gonna then like. Pop back up every once in a while. I don't. I don't like shit. I don't go outside. That shit is not for me. I don't fuck with that at all. And then all his beats and shit. His beats are fucking corny as shit. And everybody, everybody's on his dick. Because again, he's the first cat in this whole generation's life that was like, you don't get to have me twenty four seven. I'm not out here like that. Yes. He's the only one. So then they look at him on some Nas shit. Like, wow, this motherfucker like stepped off a mountain every three four years and like walked down to the public and was like, here's what I've learned. And everyone's like, wow, this motherfucker's <laughs> a genius. I'm like, nah, he's actually gotten worse every year. He gets worse. So this new Some rap songs really did it for me. Yeah. Some rap songs, yo, that fucking album, let me tell you this, man. That album People, fucking I, sucks. Son, that shit is dog shit. Like rapping yeah, uh, goat can I confess? shit. Can marinated in barbecue shit. What's up? Can I make a confession? I never listened to it. I still haven't. Bro, you did yourself I haven't listened to it at all. You do yourself a favor. And, here, and here's why it irritates me. Only because upon arrival, within 20 minutes, motherfuckers like, oh, it's the best album of the year. I was like, it's a garbage demo on a handheld mic uploaded to SoundCloud. Who, this ain't no goddamn who was album. The best, who, was the, who was the biggest Earl fan on, the, on this podcast? You. Who was it? Yep. You I'm are the biggest Earl fan. on this cat. Last all day and night, especially me when, and you. Me and you were leaving Sixers games, bumping that Earl shit. We we fuck with Earl rocking that first. Record, I that love that first shit. Earl shit. I was like, it reminded me of Vortal because when I met Vortal, Vortal yeah, was sixteen, was, and I was like, all right, cool. These kids are like fucking young prodigies. Yeah, and yo, and and yo, Tyler, yo, man, I respect Tyler. That motherfucker, every album doing something brand new every time. 
You know what I mean? Like he's gonna get an Oscar. He's gonna score a movie. He's gonna be out like you know, that, that sunflower the shit. Whatever the fuck, flower boy. That's that like, shit, that's that's shit is fly. That, that shit that's is fly. heavy. That's heavy duty. Him. Yeah, it's, it's a good record. Different. Tyler's really been a that's good artist. Heavy duty. You know what I would like to see? Did you hear the song with Tyler and Aesop Rocky? Yeah, I think I did. It was back. like a freestyle. Like yeah, a freestyle I, wanna, I want. I want an album of that. Yo, oh, man, Tyler. Tyler one offs are crazy. Ooh, Tyler, Tyler and Aesop Rocky. Oh, dope. what's the other one we like? Tyler and um. Oh, he's on the big wheel. Oh, what's that song? I don't know. Oh man, it's it's one of our guys though. Tyler and um. Oh, come on, guys. It's the video. Tyler's he's on the big bro. wheel. Who's he on? It's some underground cat we know. Tyler and um. Oh, Shit, I have no uh, idea. I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna, I gotta look it up. I'm gonna find it right because I have it. Damn, it's um. Oh my god, Tyler. No, continue talking. I'll find it. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, uh, Earl Sweatshirt. I don't need. I don't need any more of this motherfucker. Like, oh, he's only 25, 24, 25. I was like, yo, the way you motherfuckers uh, romanticize this dude for fucking mumbling and shit, mumbling some intricate depressed shit. I'm good. And his beats that he makes. His beats are corny as a bitch. You can't play He's them the Kirk in the car. He's the Kirk Cousins of rap, <laughs> right? Like, yo. Oh, Trouble can't... on My Mind. Trouble. We'll oh, that, that was what, what Pusha. That was my shit. Um, That's the L song. Yo, you, you, yo, Earl, you can't play that shit in the car. You can't play that shit at the gym. You can't play that shit so that, these songs over. don't work that at all. That shit is depression rap, bro. And I'm not depressed, so I don't give a fuck. I don't want to hear that shit. <laughs> that shit is corny. And I don't do drugs all day. That shit ain't for me. What's the what's the bars looking like, y'all? What's the bars? No no go on the bars? On the I don't record. care. I don't care about the bars. I don't care. When you put that shit out, I'm like, bro, like Barry says, man, shouts to Disco Vietnam, Barry Schwartz. He's like, yo, this motherfucker, his reluctance is no longer endearing. This motherfucker don't want the ball. He don't no, want the yeah. last shot. Yeah. For real. He's been getting yeah. the last shot for years. And he's like, nah, I actually don't want it. But you motherfuckers want me to do this shit and I have a deal with Columbia. I got to turn in an album. Here you go. Here's 27 minutes. Here's some bullshit I made real quick. Here you go. And you're going to love it. And no one is like, but, Yo, this but, shit is corny, bro. This shit is garbage. But I will say this. He uses but, his but that's power more about the people. culture at large in general. Like, people just dick ride. And it's like, who could dick? It's, it's a contest to see who could dick ride the hardest. But the irony is, Alaska, you know this. When Nas, yo, motherfuckers flipped on Nas quick. He didn't get no 10-year pass like this kid. No, and that was no. the right fucking choice. That was the right choice. But the thing with the thing with Earl, I'm gonna defend him because he does shout out some of our boys. That's that's mainly the reason. But it's like there's still so much ahead that he can come out. Like I mentioned, Tom Waits. You know, with that long career, can there not be a rapper who kind of just weaves in and out and does one nah, bro. good piece nah. of work for like nah. four years? Like, it does, why? Why not? He's so young. When you start so young See, in the game, I, you can I would mature. look at him more like Fiona Apple. Yes. Wow. Okay. Good comparison. Okay. Where it's like okay. you might have something good every five, six, seven years. Okay. Like not all Fiona Apple albums are fucking dope, but yeah, her first I, I shit is ill. The um, what's the other one she had that was that was dope as shit? But like, all right, let's throw this second out one, there. What if um, if Earl gets with Kenny Siegel? That's gonna be a great record, right? Hopefully. Like, but like yo, but like I was telling you that Castro, yo, the album he produced for Mark Homme, that shit is garbage. I was gonna bring that up. I'm not. And I feel that Mark could be Homme. Can he sing That could no Earl. No, um, he, he did a project. Earl put a record for uh, Mark Homme. Bro, that shit but that is could be garbage. Mark's the beats are from trash. A back, from a pack. 
That could be picking from a pack, though. We don't know the genesis of that. That could be picking from a pack. I know, but Yo, I'm just saying, but even, even the joints he did with Denmark, even the, even the joints he did with Denmark, Vessi, Denmark got better beats than him, bro. But what he about the joints he did for um the what joints he did for Mac Miller on um movies with a blind? Those joints are Those joints are tight. Those are really yeah, but that was heavy, like seven years right? ago. And then it's some of the joints he did for himself on Doris. I'm just saying, there's moments, right? So if yeah, he can harness but, but that, they were all way older. in the past, like way in the past. If your last hot beat was seven years ago, you ain't good. Uh, Bottom line. Uh, I mean, maybe maybe he just needs to pay attention to his writing and not pay attention to his production and fucking get with Alchemist because he's fucking got the fucking pipeline to Alchemist. Just fucking get with Alchemist and do that shit correctly. You're right. Every That's single true. producer, if he called them today, they're going to give him their best shit. Loaded. The stuff he does with Fly Low is really they're good. They're going to give him their best I'm shit. Not... Yeah. He, he, he could listen. do a black album. He could do a black album, can he? Yeah. I, I, I think I think the overall theme of people that disappoint us when we talk about dudes we don't want any more of is the bulk of these cats we just listed, they can reach out to cats that are some of the best producers in the world, and then yeah, they, they will give them dope shit today, well, like right now. I, I think the common denominator is they could do that, but they might need to check themselves to the point where it's like, all right, I need somebody actually to light a fire under my ass because I'm not doing it for myself. And would you willingly pick that person? So I need to get somebody in here that's going to tell me my shit is whack. That's what I'm saying. Would you admit that? Or my shit isn't fucking at the level that I set for myself. Like, what about when cats go and, and seek out? And it's going to have to be somebody that, that has the respect and the power to be able to tell them that. And that's not going to be somebody like, that's not going to be anybody we know that could tell them that. Right. So what, I'm saying, so what about when artists seek out Drake? What if he went up and said, "Let me do something with Dre," without the delay shit? I'm not talking. So about the delay. Just, yeah. What nah, if he no out Dre? No, he would never do. Sh- would... No, no. Him and Dre cannot yeah. work together. But I mean, who the fuck you know? wants to hear Dre now anyway? Fuck Dre. No, I'm just talking about. But I'm, we're talking about the life. Wait, I got what you're saying. It has to be somebody on that level. It has to be somebody now who's making shit that's that hot. It's got to be somebody now that's making shit that's like chronic level hot. Or enter the thirty six chambers hot that has the fucking cachet to tell these motherfuckers, fuck you, that shit isn't good enough. Get back. Yo, you know what? On some real shit, yeah. it Ooh. could be a lucid. Ooh. Lucid. For Earl, yeah, because he, Earl respects those dudes. He he worships Arm and Hammer. But does but does the lucid work that way where he would give you notes on your verses? I don't know. I'm, I'm doing something with a fucking new uh, album. He, I don't know. He did. He did. He did. We got a record coming lucid. I mean, it's different. So I don't know. It depends. Maybe if they I'm just saying, if he, if that motherfucker camped out in New York for three weeks with a lucid, I think a lucid at fucking mid thirties is like, yo, bro, I'm not really rocking with that joint. Do it again. You or I mean? he might just be like, you know what? I can't disappoint this dude. I look up to right. this dude. I can't disappoint him. Right. Okay. That's you know, I mean, maybe it's that. It could it could be those things. Like you know, we get in our comfort zones and we need somebody to break us out of that comfort zone. Or what about you just work with the producers you came up with? So even if they're your boys and us fans don't like the stuff, you 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 dig it because that's your man. I mean, yes. just on some nepotism shit, right? You know. So that's a great topic, y'all. This worked out well. Yeah, look at that. We we managed to stay somewhat on topic through the whole thing. <laughs> no right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Good job, us. 